I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Three Bonus Points Podcast with George Osborne and Brian King. Hello and welcome to the Three Bonus Points Podcast, a brand new fantasy football podcast all about the Premier League with me, Ryan Keeney, and him, George Osborne. Hello, everyone. Hi, George. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Excited for the return of competitive football in less than a month, I think. Um, I'm, ar- I'm ready ar- for it. I am so keen for it as well. And the return of fantasy football, uh, it focuses the mind. There's something about sitting down to do your fantasy team that really gets you thinking about what's to come. Excellent segue, George. This oh. is going to be smooth. Um, it is, of course, our uh, our debut episode. So tonight and today we're going to focus on the big stuff. We'll get into the nitty gritty of choosing between Aaron Moy and Dale Stevens later on. Um, well, not later on today, but later on in the next few weeks. But for today, we've got three main topics to cover. The Fantasy Premier League Draft. Uh, the new format, a brand new chip that has been re- has replaced all out attack, and the big players that we expect to have the very very big seasons and be scoring over two hundred points. Uh, but first things first, there is some important information to get out of the way. Our credentials on for being on a fantasy Premier League podcast, George. What are my credentials? Well, I've been spending most of the last season at BT Sports Score helping them out with their fancy football stats uh, for the TV show. So that essentially involves me sitting with a large spreadsheet of stats and a document with a load of points figures and things like that. And then trying to work out who exactly is doing what and then feeding some of that in towards some of the scripts for the show. Um, In terms of what I got up to last season, I finished in the top 100k, but I was really disappointed with that because I was just outside the top 10k until about game week 35 where the wheels well and truly came off that particular wagon um, particularly game week 37 last year which everyone else scored enormously in and I died a terrible terrible death but um, beyond that as well you might know me as a writer about football video games uh, who's been on Eurogamer, The Guardian, places like that. And also I'm the co-host of a football manager podcast called The Deep Line Podcast. And if you're going to talk about the nerd overlap in terms of football, I think football manager and fancy Premier League seems to be quite a nice, neat spot. 
solid. That was uh, pretty good. And you've actually got got actual legitimacy to be here, which is yeah. good. But you've you've got your own form of legitimacy, well, right, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I, sort of. So I finished in the top two million last year, which I'm happy with. <laughs> um, it wasn't very good. I uh, so for those of you that, that don't know me, I work for Opta, uh, who are the official data provider for the Premier League and therefore the Fancy Premier League. I, I can promise you now I, I don't do anything to influence any of the scoring in any way. That would be ridiculous and I would lose my job. Um, but it does mean I feel a ridiculous pressure to do well at this game. Um, that tends to manifest itself in me doing silly things, like keeping Michi Batshuayi in my side for the first six weeks of the season last year because I was sure he was going to get a game at some time. Yep. Um, and then he eventually did, but that was in game week 37, which was of no use. Yeah. Anyone. Um, and eventually goes gold. So I, uh, yeah, I, I work for Opta. I, I worry about data. I get, get involved in a lot of it. I spend a lot of time getting obsessed with bonus points and who are the people that are likely to get those. Uh, because everybody will know about Cesc Fabregas always getting at least two bonus points. If he plays yeah. 90 minutes, he does <laughs> the right things for the data to get those bonus points. And I want those players. I want a team of. 11 people that will get at least two bonus points a week. I'm not, goals and assists will, will obviously come with that, but I want regular <laughs> performance. That unfortunately manifests itself in me doing silly things and just not going with the, the normal. Um, outside of that, I'm also on the Football Fives podcast, um, which is excellent and you should definitely listen to that too. Um, but yeah, I'm very much here because I get way too into fantasy football and I need George to kind of lead me towards at least the top half million would be my aim for this season. Okay, that, that, I think we can work with that. I, I think we can definitely get towards that, that position. But I mean, it's the question about what route are we going to take? I think that's going to be something that we're going to be charting out over the forthcoming episodes. But uh, there's a few things as well in this season that there are a few little changes to the fantasy game, aren't there, Ryan, that we, we, we should probably talk about first? Yeah, there are. So we... Uh, I, Let's start with the big one, which is Fantasy Premier League Draft. Um, draft games have been around for, for quite some time, and, and they're predominantly around American sports. Um, I think, I know basketball, American football, they, they go big. Do you think it will work in the Premier League, and do you like it as a format? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do quite like it as an idea. It's something, it's a little bit different to your usual fantasy football game. So if you've only been playing the FPL game where you've got a 100 million budget to buy players, draft is, is actually quite different. So you can have like two to 16 managers sign up for a draft. And what happens is you can pick a 15 man squad. There's no prices to any of the players. So there's no one having sort of, you know, Lacazette at the moment has a 10.5 million price tag in the main game. In the draft game, he doesn't have that price tag, but there's only one. Lacazette who can be picked so if say for example you have four players and you're you are second in your draft and the first guy picks Lacazette you're not going to be able to get a hold of him until that person ends up transferring him out into sort of the free agent pool so what it means is you get this interesting balance between you can go out and pick all of those really expensive players that you want to pick in the main game because um, you know you can't you can't afford them all because your 100 million budget is, is tying you down but at the same time time you can't exactly rely upon those players to be available because you know your friends or what you thought were your friends until you started <laughs> playing the fancy draft may well have pinched them from you first so I think it's it's quite an interesting new dynamic for fancy players yeah I like it I played a, a draft league for the Premier League last year um, not through the official game but was involved in it and 
it was really good. Um, it's it it, because you only have one player each. You don't have to worry about if you've got Sanchez and then Aguero scores a hat trick, worrying about the other half of the, the players in your league getting all of those points. You just worry about your players. I did uh, have a few troubles in that I drafted Mitchabashawai in the <laughs> second round. There is a theme here in, in me picking away players. And then he didn't do anything, but I did have Christian Eriksen, which was a flip side, and he basically stayed my captain and got double points all season long. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it has it a different dynamic and you, you worry about things differently and, and strikers obviously get uh, they will get drafted early by, by lots of people and anybody planning a game go after attacking players early defenders there will there will be plenty of those um, in rounds 6, 7 and 8 so you'll be fine um, but I do think it, the, the FPL draft won't have any trades between players which I thought was quite weird um, that you won't be able to, to swap I don't know what you reckon to that George of just having waivers and, and free agency um, I think it will be fine. I think it's. Um, I think what will be quite interesting to see. I, I feel there should be direct transfers. I think you should be able to go and approach other people and say, you know, I'll, I'll swap my, I will swap my Kevin De Bruyne for your Christian Eriksen or, or whatever it would be. But then I, I think there's also quite an interesting dynamic to it, which is. You know, you can go to someone and say, well, I'd quite like that player off you. Would you like this player off me? And then you both have to use the waiver system to put them into the free agent pool, at which point, at some point, they will become available. But will someone else snap them up first? Or will the other person even keep the other end of the deal? Because I think there's some absolutely enormous potential for some good old-fashioned double-crossing there. So I, I, I feel it is a little bit strange. But, I mean, I'll be intrigued to see whether, you know, the sort of more malevolent figures in the fantasy footballing world have a particularly good time messing around with people's heads using this system. Yeah, with with my work hat on, I do wonder if that was just quite tricky to develop, that kind of trade system and, and how that would work in a, a back end. I, um, I wonder that they just thought for the first season, get it working and then see what the interest is like. Exactly. Um, if if in a hypothetical, George, and I imagine we will we'll have a draft game separate to the uh, to our normal official uh, fantasy teams who would you go for if you had the very first draft right now if you were, we were drafting in the next five minutes who would you you pick I, I mulled it over a little bit and I decided I had to go for Harry Kane um, and the reason why I went for Harry Kane obviously he was top goal scorer last season um, this is the first summer in a very long time where Kane has not played in an international tournament so he's actually going to be rested Um He's also going to be staying put. I know that you know Spurs are obviously off to Wembley and there, there will be a question about that impact. But there's players like Sanchez who are not sure where he's going to be. Will he definitely be in the Premier League? I think he probably will be. Um, but it's a question of where and you know if he goes off to City will he be subject to the standard rotation that Pep Guardiola appears to enjoy with someone like Aguero you know who would be another one of the candidates for that automatic pick um, so I was looking at it and I thought you know it was probably going to be Kane or Romelu Lukaku at Manchester United and having seen how many times Kane managed to score towards the tail end of last season he was the one I would go for I would follow up your Kane pick with Lukaku yeah, exactly. and then if if those two are gone, it, there is just too much uncertainty around Costa, around playing time for Aguero. Um, that I'd probably then look to dip into Eriksen, De Bruyne, Hazard kind of territory to get to get a player. Precisely, yeah. Um, as for our, uh, well, we'll move on from from the FPL draft to another new kid in time, um, and there is a, a new chip 
um, all I'd attack is gone. Are you sad to see it go? I'm not. I'm not either because I, principally because I was rubbish with all that attack. Um, yeah. But whenever I used it, I think the, the seasons since the chips have been available, I don't think I've ever used an all that attack effectively. So from that particular perspective, I'm, I'm quite pleased to see it go. Um, but I, I'm also just pleased to see it go because I've seen what's replacing it. Um, and it's this this chip that's called Free Hit, and I think it's a much more interesting chip for fancy players, and I think it's much more versatile as well. Yeah, it is a it, it one. It's a great name, Free Hit is, is excellent, but it's also it's a, a really good idea. So it allows for a complete overhaul of your squad, free transfers for a single game week, and then the following week you resort back to your previous squad. So if you've got lots of players suspended or, or on short term injuries. If you've got, if there's a double week coming up and you want, you don't have many players who will benefit and you want to bring in, um, some others, there are, there are a multitude of, of different ways to play this, I think. And it's, I really like it. I think it is really smart and I think it, it could really mess up a few seasons where somebody thinks they're, they're just managing to stretch out a lead at, at top of their mini league or starting to get things and, and with the right use of the free hit, I think it, it's, it's a real game changer. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I think there, there was something else when I was looking at it. It was, um, there are just all sorts of interesting tactical uses for it that I don't think the other chips have fully had because, you know, you were mentioning double game weeks. There was also last season uh, some game weeks like game week 28 where only four teams played. Mm. Now, there is the possibility there. Um, oh, sorry, not four teams played. I think it was four fixtures. I apologize. But the, the main thing there was that there were only a handful of teams going that particular weekend. If you're particularly on top of the fixture list, on top of who's in form, there's a possibility to use your free hit to stack up points when everyone else is expecting just to have an absolutely abysmal week. So, you know, they may be sitting there going, well, if I get 30 or 40 points this week because of all of those changes, I'll be having a good time with a well-played free hit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You might be able to get yourself, you know, a good sort of 50 or 60 points extra over everyone else who you're competing with. So I think there's that interesting element there. And there's even the interesting idea about having a free hit right at the end of the season. So for the very last game in the season, when you've seen who's coming into form and you're wanting your one last chance to try and drag yourself over the line. I know that some people have been talking about using that final free hit as essentially that half a wild card for the last week. So I I think it's a fascinating chip and I'm, I'm going to be really intrigued to see how people use it in the coming season. Yeah, I hadn't considered the quiet week, I think, which is the opposite of a double game week where games get moved around because of FA Cup. And I think it's that FA Cup Sixth round weekend always seems to be the one where the Premier League really loses games and it, it drops to, as you say, four games or five games. So I think that that's really quite an interesting flip on it to actually use that to catch up 20, 30 points on everybody else. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think it. Uh, I think we'll see some people use it badly, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm not sad to see all I'd attack go. I've had there was times where I didn't use it effectively, but there was also occasions where. I'd leave two defenders on the bench who got clean sheets, so that's just not what anybody wants, really. Yeah, 
exactly and that's the worst that is just the worst seeing two or three i mean in one one instance last year i think i had two clean sheets and a goal on a bench in one week where i performed really badly and it's staggeringly painful to watch that yeah that's just it's it's where you then sit and hope for sunday lineups where with a star player who's not going to play is like please just inexplicably drop hazard so i can get 12 points coming off my bench Um, no, juicy stuff, I think. It's time to get into some player selection. Sure. Um, we're going to start with the big boys, with the big guns. Do you have a standout player that you were going to be building your team around, George? Well, I've, I've had a go at the first construction of my team, and I think the first person who I ended up putting on my team sheet was actually Deli Ali. Um, and the reason why I went for Deli Ali is that he's actually quite competitively priced. I'm just trying to pull up his price in front of me. Um, afraid I've not got it in front of me, but he's sub 9.5 million. 9.5 million. Thank you very much, Ryan. But 9.5 right. million with 18 goals and seven assists last season. And, you know, you're looking at that and you're comparing it to um, other players and you're looking at the cost of, say, someone like Sanchez last year. And that's, that's a very competitive price. And you know that Ali is going to be playing a lot because obviously, you know, he's one of those key figures within the Spurs side but on top of that someone else who I went for was Kevin De Bruyne who last year I don't think many people particularly had him I was watching his stats for ownership a lot throughout the season and aside from right at the end of the season when City had a very favourable run in and they were finally clicking once again and starting to batter teams like Palace at 5-0 De Bruyne went a bit under the radar because he was a little bit overvalued for people to, to dive in on top of him I think there's a bit of a perception so far from the numbers announced and particularly when they were teasing the game that there are a lot of key players who are very expensive so I'm willing to invest in someone like De Bruyne who looks quite pricey because I think he will deliver those those assists over the course of the season. Mm, I think you're interested you also picked up 33 bonus points which um, aren't the be all and end all but they're always a nice little kind of bonus to a player picking up a, a clean sheet and a, an assist especially in midfield to, to then get two or three. Yeah, um, I really like them. I think I We'll disagree with you on the Spurs player. Um, I think Christian Eriksen is the way to go. That he is the the same price as Deli Ali, um, yeah. which it is incredible. And then you've, I mean, around that Spurs midfield, I could I could use all three Spurs players in midfield with Son, who's eight million. Yeah, um, obviously injured, but at the moment. And uh-huh. I mean, at start the season. It's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting thing as well because you mentioned you know I could almost go with three. Well, uh, particularly around. Um, Christmas time last year or just before Christmas um, most people were playing with two Liverpool midfielders because of how effective the Firmino, Coutinho Mane, Lallana uh, quadruplet I go, I'm going to go for that, that's actually not necessarily the right word but essentially those, those four were playing so well and were so competitively priced that people were going for two of them now I think that the combination of Ali and Son or Ericsson and Son I think is a really, you know, a really promising potential partnership there, especially if he's fit in time for the season. So that's worth considering. Um, But there were other people who were worth considering. I think Lacazette is actually very competitively priced. Um, And I say that because I I know that 10.5 million is still quite a pricey amount for for a player but I was looking at that in comparison to Lukaku to Kane and to other other leading strikers and if Lacazette can pick up where he left off with um, you know during his time at Lyon where he became I think the first striker since the early 1990s in Ligue 1 to score 20 times in three consecutive seasons you know I think there really is value to be found there 
Hmm, that's great. So that's twenty million of your your budget gone on two players. Yeah. <laughs> what two smart picks? Well, you see, this is the thing: is that what I quite like doing is um, uh, looking around for extra value elsewhere. So. Um, you know, one of the players who I'm looking at at the moment very closely, and in my first round of picks is Tammy Abraham, um, who's the obviously he's he's on loan at Swansea mm-hmm. this coming season. You know, I think he yep. scored he was 23 goals last season in the Championship. Was it in the end or did it? Yeah, but it was it was essentially a 20 plus figure for a striker who's under the age of 20. He's going to Swansea. Fernando Llorente looks as if he's going to be either injured for the start of the season or that uh, Conte might pick him up at Chelsea, which means there's a strong chance that Abraham will be leading the line. And although we might have to consider the effect of losing someone like Gilfie Sigurdsson on his overall impact, at 5.5 million, it's a very attractive price and and certainly worth considering. Um, And then as well, you know, there's some other players as well who I think are are definitely looking like potential FPL bargains that you really need to be honing in on. I think Asmir Begovic, 4.5 million at Bournemouth, looks like he could be an absolute steal. I think he's going to make a lot of saves because Bournemouth, while they're going to be defensively improved with Ake back in the team, I still think they're going to concede quite a lot of shots against them. So you're going to be racking up both save points. You're going to be putting yourself in a good position for bonus points. And with Ake now back at the club, there is probably an improved chance of clean sheets there as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's good value to be found around the place. Yeah, I think that that's quite fair. I, I, with goalkeepers, um, I like a goalkeeper that plays every week for a struggling team. Uh, Tom Heaton is the perfect example of that from last season where he was the top-scoring goalkeeper, I think. Indeed um, he was. He just just ahead of Lloris. Oh, yes, yes, six points ahead of Lloris. Um Goalkeepers in the, that are going to be struggling that you know will will face a lot of shots will pick up points. They'll pick up points for saves when they get clean sheets. They'll they'll be followed by bonus points quite often because they'll have kept their team in the game. Um, I think there's very little that I've seen from Burnley to suggest they're not going to be in a similar position this season. So I'm I'm going with Heaton at five million as my kind of my standard goalkeeper, and then we'll see where the rest of the squad pans out. That I might I I like to have two keepers that are playing just on the, the off off chance to bring one or two in, swap them around. I don't I don't buy into the using a goalkeeper buying the cheapest goalkeeper you can find just to you use up the minimum amount of budget. I'd rather have two five million goalkeepers that will play every week. I agree. And and that's exactly what my initial draft has got. Well actually I'd say that I've got two four point five million keepers because I've also got Matt Ryan from Brighton who I think is yeah. going to be in a similar position. And I think Chris Hewton generally has a, a reputation for you know, having teams that are well organised and able to keep clean sheets. So I'm going for a couple of keepers on the south coast to build the team upon. And then I think what I'm going to do, as I always do, is I build my first team. I look at it. I think this is a great team. And in about a week's time, I'm going to change it completely because I've decided it's rubbish. Yeah, I've very much I've auto completed for now. Um, <laughs> I've I've made a few notes. Um, because I've, I've got to take it seriously now. I do a podcast, um, but I've auto completed. I think. It's a, a midfield of players that are all six. Uh, sorry, a defensive players that are all six million. A midfield of players that are all seven, and then Mitchy Bachuai and, and two others up front. Um, for now, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do more research and, and make decisions. But Matt Ryan is an excellent shout. Uh, I hadn't considered that, but Brighton. I've been I've been spending a lot of time looking at Huddersfield with Aaron Moy, who takes all of their set pieces. Um, yeah, I think he could be. I think he could be interesting for. Um, the odd few points here and there. He'll definitely play being a, a club signing and helping them get to the Premier League. And I think that's the that's the, the tricky 
part of the promoted sides is figuring out who will play regularly for them and, and how they'll they'll go about kind of who they've got. But I think we're gonna we'll focus on on promoted sides in the coming weeks, definitely, um, and and then come back to other players and and figure those out. Where do you where do you stand, George, on kind of planning for the long term, planning for the first few weeks? Do you do you build a team that you want to keep together? Until Christmas, this is, or do you do you think right? I'm going to have to use my wild card at some point. Let's just go out early and, and try and get as many points in the first few weeks. Well, I think one of the key things is um, I always use the tools on the Fancy Premier League site to help me plan. Um, so you can always look ahead at what fixtures are coming up, and they're graded by fixture difficulty as well. So if you're looking around for value, you'll, for example, see that Southampton have very favourable fixtures for, I'd say, the first quarter of the season. I think that they've they've got the potential to perform there. So players like Dale Stevens, you know, who, who was performing well last year, those are the kinds of people who could be worth considering um as for my personal approach i generally like to um you know like you say plan for the long term that that tends to be my 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 hope i use a wild card generally to try and either correct a situation so for example last season i had a very bad festive period and so i decided to use an early wild card as soon as i could in the second half of the season to try and get myself back on track or i like to use a wild card when i'm in a good position and have a bit more freedom to take a few more risks so um, the hope is that i build a team that's got that's going to come out of the traps but then will hopefully deliver consistent value over the coming weeks after that Interesting. I hope for the best, <laughs> and then generally, well, in, in previous, I've got to mid October, and then realise it's not working, and try to fathom why Mitchell why is still in the side and <laughs> get him out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I will see how it goes. I think I've, I'm, the tools I, I steadily have been picking up over time, and, and some of them I've not realised are there. And the scout, some of the things that I think he puts together on the the website are quite interesting. But yeah, even just using the data and the stats from from last season to just have a look at, at people that are um, quite useful and, and quite good to pick up. Certainly. That brings us to the end of episode one, which I think um, has gone all right. I think it's been okay. Yeah. Thanks very much to you, dear listener, for, for listening in. Uh, George, have you sorted out your team name for the upcoming season? It is as ever, whenever he is in the Premier League, the Snodgrass Eleven, named after my favourite footballer of all time at Leeds United. Well, not not really my favourite footballer of all time, but just someone who I loved at Leeds United, Robert Snodgrass. And whenever he is in the Premier League and in fancy Premier League, he is always picked for my first team and my team is named after him. Whether he hangs around for much longer, <laughs> that depends. That depends. So- you're wasting your first transfer of the season on Robert Snodgrass. Pretty much, but that's what you're saying. Six million and on free kicks. Tempting. I I have finally dumped Don't You Want Me Baby. <laughs> um or Baby as my new name and I'm going with Bachelor Karumba. Nice. Yeah. I think I, he's had far too many mentions for one episode of Bachelor so I might I'll try and cut it down for the next few weeks. That's uh, fine. We can turn this but, into the Bachelor podcast if necessary. Well, yeah, but I I worry that with Diego Costa and his situation at Chelsea, we may have to discuss him in the uh, coming weeks before the season kicks off. Um, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on social medias. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the username three bonus PTS. That's the number three bonus PTS. Or you can email show at three bonus points dot com um, with questions or suggestions. Um, we do have a FPL league code, which I won't read out now because nobody's going to remember it. But you'll find it on all of those social media channels. Or Probably be the pinned tweet and, and the main 
post on on Instagram. Um, until next week, thank you and goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.